0: Once you turn 72, your face gets turned into Swedish meatballs. This is Spoilers. This is Spoilers.
1: Dude, that was so nasty. Ugh. Like, that was so awesome. That was awesome. so terrifying, but we'll get it into that in a bit. I am your co-host, Stevie, tonight, and we have a, just a really small skeleton crew because, quite frankly, we're supposed to be doing the Darjeeling Limited tonight, and Josh has put pushed us off for like a month. So here we are tonight doing Mid-Somar, and as always with me mid-sommer. when we do A24 movies is my best friend in the entire world, Pappy.
0: Hello, this is Pappy, recording from Denver. You're my best friend too. I am so excited to do this. What have we done together? We've done The Lobster. We've done.
1: In fact, like the, like the Lobster was the first big A24 jump off.
0: It comes at night. Like, these are some of my favorite movies to do. Love them or hate them, they're always so fun to talk about. And I, I'm a big fan of this movie. I almost get that out of the way.
1: Big, big time fan. And you, did you see this opening night?
0: um no i saw it, uh, the first friday so last friday uh that it came out uh in minnesota i saw it with spoiler woman my lovely girlfriend and we walked out of the theater and we were both just kind of like in a daze like what the <laughs> fuck did we just watch like it's it takes it out of you it's a journey like in your are it's not like you can do this and then do like word problems afterwards it's kind of like the last thing you I do. i feel the like day. there's an
1: uncomfortable silence like <laughs> post film a good 10 minutes
0: it's a good thing our relationship is uh, pretty secure. Otherwise, this would be a pretty tough movie to watch. If you're like oh about my to God. go through a breakup if, or something, if you're in a
1: rocky relationship where you're not on good footing with your significant other, do not go see this movie. Yeah. Or if you have like a best friend who's in a terrible relationship, advise <laughs> this movie. Either yeah. or, either which way to go. But Pat, this movie starts off so gloom, like real, mm-hmm. like on a real bummer. What goes down?
0: Well, we find out that uh, our main character, whose name is Danny, played by Florence Pure. Uh Pure. <laughs> I haven't seen her in anything else. Have you? She's going to be in the upcoming Little Women, which is going to be a big movie. But Is
1: that going to be a big movie?
0: I think so. It's Greta Gerwig and she's pretty well liked especially yeah, after Lady Bird. Yeah, that's
1: true. I don't know. I feel like I feel like little women hit peak like on the Har- Hallmark channel in the 90s. But um
0: <laughs> built an audience. But yeah, she she's concerned <laughs> about her sister committing suicide or her, she's concerned about her sister like she sent like a cryptic email and it turns out she committed a murder excuse me, a murder suicide of oh. her family. So, and like there's also that opening tapestry that I sent you to um Tells the like entire basic, story. Yeah, it's like the opening shot of the movie. It was commissioned by like some artist guy, but like, yeah. In the left, it's like black. You see the, the the tubes and the skulls, and then you see like going to Sweden, and you see the maypole. It's like the whole story is like laid you see out the for you. In the Pied Piper luring the people. <laughs> it's so awesome. It's such a creative touch. But <laughs> the movie starts very bleak and very dark, but then from there, like the colors are totally light. Basically, um, do you want to talk about the rest of the crew too? Because we have Christian. Who's her boyfriend? How would you describe Christian? Jack Rayner, three movie club.
1: Okay. So I've heard five different people like call him different names throughout this movie. Is it Christian? Kristen? Christian? Which one is it?
0: I like Christian because I feel like that was an intentional choice given the nature of like the pagan rituals. I thought that was clever. Um, yeah. But I don't know. And and he's also in, did you recognize him? He's the stepbrother in Sing, Sing Street. Street. Yeah. yeah he's also in Free Fire. My my spoiler was going to also be uh, the stepbrother from Sing Street gets burned in a bear suit. Uh, that, was my, <laughs> that was my backup spoiler. But he's... Dude, I I, I kind of feel bad for him. Like, he does some shitty things at points in this movie which are unforgiv- forgivable. But, like, he just wants to break up with this chick. And then her family dies. And then he can't. And that's basically why everything happens to him.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, Ari Aster the same thing with Hereditary it is with this movie and throughout these two films, you're never on even footing. Like, Mm -hmm. ever. Like, you're never on even footing and so, like, Jack, I mean, not uh, Jack Rayner, Christian and Danny have been in this relationship for about four years now and he's just tired of it. He's had it. It sounds like she's full of drama. He just wants Mm -hmm. to get out of it and his friends aren't supportive of his relationship either. And... I mean, it's pretty terrible how it happens, though. After the murder-suicide, he feels, like, compelled to stay with her because of what happened. And that just makes the relationship even worse.
0: Mm -hmm. Very uh, graphic uh, showing of the murder-suicide, too. Like, what she did was she took the pipes uh, she she hooked up some like tubes to the the tailpipes of her of her car, family's cars, ran them yeah. in inside, stuck it in her parents' room, and then she like like, like duct taped one to her face, and there was like puke everywhere. Did you see that? Like,
1: yeah, she also like duct taped yeah. the door underneath so air like they would poison her mm-hmm. parents faster. Yeah. Yeah, like it was uh, gruesome.
0: It was gruesome, but okay. So on the off chance that you haven't seen this movie, I feel like that opening scene really isn't like indicative of the rest of the movie because like not at her, all. The crew, Christian's crew, who you're talking about, they're actually pretty funny. Like, you got, uh, William Jackson Harper. He's from the good place, uh, What the Fork, who plays Josh. who's kind of like his <laughs> academic rival. Uh, there's, there's a Swedish guy himself. How do you say his name? Pele? Pele. Pele? Pele. He, he's the one who's like bringing them to this festival. And then I, I thought it was a really standout performance. Uh, he's actually one of my favorite actors today. Will, I love Poulter? Will Poulter. Yeah, Mr. Eyebrows himself. Uh,
1: what, <laughs> what do you want? You describe, eyebrows. <laughs>
0: how, did, how would you describe the character of Mark, dude? Because he's he's hilarious and he's so, the comic relief of this movie that Hereditary doesn't have. So
1: Mark is not like a true academic, like Christian and Josh are. Doesn't like, seem to be. He's he's not. And Will is like any mid twenties person would be at this point in their life. He's not married. He's single. And he, like, thinks the idea of, like, Sweden, like, Swedish beaches, you know, Swedish women going to nightclubs, like, kind of having, like, a European experience during the summer. Like, that's what, in his mind, he's going to. And he's extremely immature.
0: Yeah, I just saw Spider-Man Far From Home. And, uh, like, when they go to Europe, like, the kids are all, like, you know, trying to hook up with girls. But that makes sense because they're, like, high schoolers. These kids are, like, in grad school. And, like, he's taking this experience in Sweden. And he's, like planning on partying and like banging all these Swedish chicks and like he has a vape with him the whole time <laughs> and every time he hits the vape I freaking crack up like, it's so <laughs> funny <laughs> he's doing it inappropriate times just totally disrespectfully like nobody else has a vape it's really funny but like you were saying like they, they, they're going on this trip to Sweden and Christian kind of gets or Christian kind of gets like buoyed into taking his, his girlfriend who, who's on the rocks like with him uh, can he you explain something to me her. Yeah. Like,
1: when he, like, closes the friend group off, and he says, Mm -hmm. like, she's coming, but she's not actually coming. What do you mean by that?
0: Well, I think it was kind of one of those things where he offered, and, like, he was kind of hoping that she would say no. And, like, we've all been there, right? Where it's not, not so much that, but where you're kind of, like, you promised two groups of people conflicting things and you're just hoping it kind of like works out and it didn't work out. Yeah, like, you're just kind of out.
1: hoping you don't have to actually do yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, and the best
0: part is Will Poulter, Mark, the whole time is like just clowning on him and like he's just so pissed about this whole situation. Like he pulls him in a different room and like is clearly mad. Like it's it's super awkward and obvious, but but also comedic, like really funny.
1: It is a funny movie.
0: Did you notice this about Ari Aster? Like he does a lot of this in Hereditary, which I know you're a big fan of. Hopefully we spoil that. Big, um, big fan someday but he does a lot of like creative shots in hereditary like i'm thinking of like with the the dollhouse uh and how it relates to the the big people and even with the the house in the backyard like the last shot of that movie is like really coolly framed just black and in the in the triangle of the house but like in this he has like so many great transitions and the cin- cinematography is so phenomenal. Like, I'm thinking of the one that where they're on the plane or, like, she, like, runs into the bathroom because she's crying, like, from that scene this in the apartment.
1: This is like, said sorry. Like, he's, like, condolences.
0: And he wants her to go, too. Like, he sees something in her, which is important. But she, like, runs to the bathroom crying. And, like, the camera, like pans up so it would be as though you're looking from like the second story of this building down on the bathroom and as she opens the door to the bathroom it actually leads to the bathroom on the plane and it's pretty phenomenal.
1: Yeah he did a lot of that in Hereditary too because he like you and I talked about this in great detail but he made the house in Hereditary like into a maze where the Mm -hmm. camera could literally go in and out of each room like flawlessly and that's the way he did it when it panned over And there's a pretty cool transition to like from the start of the movie to like the, I always say this about films, like where a movie actually begins and Mm -hmm. that's when they get to Sweden and when they're on the road and I don't know how he did, if it was a drone shot or not, but he flipped the road upside down.
0: Mm -hmm. And it's super slow. It's uncut. Like it might've been with some CGI, but it feels real. And like, I've never seen anything like that in a movie.
1: It was really trippy from the very start cool shot
0: speaking of trippy dude like so they take mushrooms right when they get to sweden how i feel like i I talked to a friend who has firsthand knowledge of psychedelics and he said that it's very accurate to the psychedelic experience um what do you think about like also was
1: texting with a friend who seemed pretty active in the psychedelic uh circle Mm -hmm. and he said about this film that uh it was pretty spot on from people's attitudes to like even mark saying like hey can you like lay down like can you like lay down like i like it (laughs) when you lay down
0: down.
1: yeah (laughs) yeah or or like when he pointed at that guy and he's like who's this guy who's i don't like him who's that guy like extremely accurate but he also told me that like under no circumstances should danny have partaken in psychedelic mushrooms at that part like no reasonable human being was like yeah you should do this
0: yeah, absolutely not. She's peer pressured into it by a group of friends. And, and my friend who I was texting with told me that, you know, it's all about set and setting. If you have any doubt about doing them, you sure should, probably shouldn't be doing them is what he told me. So like, it was just even like the way that she freaked out was so accurate to like bad trips of, you know, that that you'll see like on a college campus where someone's like, everyone's laughing at me, you know what I mean? Like super paranoid. Like that was pretty spot on and, and fantastic. But like, so that she passes out, and they go into the village. And this is like, and where Jack. The movie I mean, really I keep calling going. him
1: Jack. It's Christian. Seemed like really angry when he found her. He like seemed like really ticked.
0: It was pretty shitty of them to like make their make her take it, and then like be shitty that she had a bad trip. Like that was not yeah. cool. Yeah. It's
1: like how long have been out? Well, we, we found you here six hours later. Like he was like, <laughs> oh geez, like you should be like worried about your longtime girlfriend. I don't which know
0: which what which what like a strange greeting you know what i mean like they're just out in this field and like the dude who walks up to him like pele's like brother ingmar. or something yeah which i don't think we noted this already but he mentions that his parents burned in a fire uh which mm-hmm. will kind of come into coming into crystallization at the end of the movie like what that exactly means but um he uh like his, his yeah his buddy ingmar just comes up and he's got all these like giant peg of shrooms like what kind of <laughs> a greeting <laughs> hey, I know you just landed. If you Let's don't party. like the
1: shrooms, we have tea. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. That's not the issue.
1: And he with him has two um British people, a British couple that are engaged, Connie and Simon, whose mm-hmm. fates are absolutely terrifying.
0: Yeah, is, exactly. And like I thought they were a nice touch to the movie because like everyone is acting pretty realistically. You know what I mean? Like I don't know if mm-hmm. this is like a pure horror movie per se uh ari aster himself actually called it more of a fairy tale and a melodrama uh than mm-hmm. a horror movie but like it, it it helps to have them as characters too because they're like let's get the fuck out of here as soon as things start getting wonky which do you want to talk about that so like, what's going on at this ceremony
1: okay so i so the first ceremony they bring out these like two like old people they're elders definitely elders of the group and they kind of like raise torches with them, and they're definitely like the main focal point of the first like opening ceremony of Midsummer. Which mm-hmm. can you explain something to me real quick? I've like I need to go see this movie again, but um, is Midsummer every year? But this was just like the ninetieth. This how does
0: it work? I feel like this is one of the problems that I have with the movie, and and it's and loose.
1: It's real loose.
0: I'll touch on it more. I, I do think it's one of the better horror films of the decade, but I think that another month or two of editing actually would have really served this this movie. Uh, I was listening to an interview with Ari Aster, and he was saying that he he literally finished editing it, quote unquote, finished editing it like a two weeks or a week before the film came out. So it's like he was working up until the deadline, and they moved it up from August to July, And I feel like the problem with this movie is it it straddles the line of having too much exposition and like not enough because it's really confusing as to the ritual or the cadence around the ceremony. Like they say it's every 90 years, but everyone seems to know exactly what's going on. And there's like
1: also there's like 30 pictures of May Queen's. Yeah, it's like, hey, like, come on. How
0: would that even be possible? And they're talking about how it's like the hottest summer in recent memory, but that they're only doing this every ninety years. So, and, and just given like what these old people are about to do, they say that like, okay, so basically your your life's in like four parts. It's like eight zero to 18, 18 to 36, 36 to fifty four, and fifty four to seventy two. And like Spring, once you get to summer se- fall winter exactly, it's like a circle. And then once you get to seventy two, you basically commit this like ritualistic suicide uh well so they were kind of like leading the dinner party like everyone sat and stood when they did but then they jumped off a cliff this is kind of like what my opening spoiler <laughs> was it's like the the the, the old lady two brain older people explodes on a rock explodes on a rock like like some canon b schlock and in all of its glory it is awesome
1: yeah and like you think like Yo, she hit a rock, not that bad. Then the Mm -hmm. camera zooms in real quick and like shows her face just flopping around. It's gruesome.
0: Nasty, awesome, hilarious gore. Like I laughed out loud in the theater and I was the only one. And spoiled, a woman looked over at me like with disgust. (laughs) I thought it was so funny. Um, but yeah, I, and then the dude jumps. And he doesn't die. I got he's some like PTSD gasp- from that dude. Yeah. And he's gasping for air. And this is something that I want to talk about too, kind of like a thematic level that I think is important. Did you notice that like how in this community, and, and I do kind of want to tie this into other 824 horror movies as well, like Hereditary and, and The Witch. Like there's always a, a protagonist who feels uh, like disassociated with their family or their group of friends. Mm-hmm. And then there is this dark element. And in that dark element, they find a new family and a new community that embraces them. That happens to Anna Taylor join the witch. That happens to, I forget his name. Um, and uh, that's,
1: like, that's like beat for beat, Ladybird.
0: Yeah, hereditary <laughs> Yeah, well I mean it makes sense. Like they're they're targeting these these movies to to teenagers and teenagers feel you know like estranged from their family mm-hmm. and that's like the whole thing. It's like dark teenagers will be into oh yeah, man, it's a it's a happy ending without the good guys winning, essentially. Yeah. but, but like when the old guy jumps off the cliff and is and gasping they boo him? for Well, yeah, well they're all like they're, they're all, all booing like, him. They're booing him, but they're also kind of like do, like mimicking him. You know what I mean? And like, in other yeah. times, like, like when the, when the people are burning in the end, or they're like, all the people are screaming with them. It's like that group, that family is like hyper sympathetic to the grief and the pain of others in the group. You yeah. You know what I mean? Which is like what. Danny's dude, looking he
1: like gnarled up his leg too And as someone who's broken his leg in three places And taken the ankle <laughs> off the bone I had a oh tough God. time looking at that dude
0: Dude it was like, nasty
1: It was so nasty
0: <laughs> Do you remember how they dispatch him?
1: Okay yeah so I noticed this when they were walking over to Dead Jump Mountain um, There was this girl carrying uh, Mjolnir Thor's hammer Like along with her And I was like huh that's interesting What are I going to use that for? Dubrow didn't die, so she walks over there. I imagine she's the daughter. Mm -hmm. I I think there was two daughters. And the daughter goes over there and smashes his face and kills him, hands it back to the sister, and she does the same thing. And at this point, mistakes were made by Connie and Simon. They were making (laughs) a real scene about this.
0: Okay, well, first of all, how fucked up is it? Because I'm not missing this, right? Josh, the guy from the Good Place. This is
1: where it got real loose, Pap. And it, this is the only part of the movie that bothered me.
0: He knew that was going to happen, didn't he? Like he's like he wait knew that was, gonna...
1: should happen. He like in in he's an he's very bright. He's probably he's the studying, brightest person yeah. in this
0: group. They're and studying this. It's like part of their dissertation or he's their thesis. He's like a, or... he's like
1: obsessed with like this commune. Like he's been mm-hmm. studying it. He wants to write about it. How hard would it have been to pull Danny aside and say, hey, you probably shouldn't go tomorrow. Or like, hey, guys, like, this is like, I'm going to go, but you don't have to.
0: It seems pretty, honestly, Like it's cruel. egregious. It's cruel on his part, because like, her parents died in a murder-suicide, and this is a ritualistic suicide. Like, of course, she's got to be upset. And then like, even Christian's reaction is like, so unsympathetic. You it's know what I stoic. Mean? Like, He's like, he wants to stay and, like, study them. And, like, he changes his thesis to be about that, which is pretty funny that they're, like, fighting over it. They're having a thesis war. That <laughs> was about a part this, of the like, movie, I
1: think, that could have been edited out.
0: I agree. Yeah, it could have.
1: The the thesis, like, PhD, like, you know, graduate school dissertations of, like, I'm doing this. No, you're I think that could have been taken out. And the movie yeah. would have stayed the exact same.
0: Another weird part about that scene too, and I don't I really don't understand this choice because it doesn't seem to serve the story in any way, is that for some reason Will Poulter isn't there at that <laughs> ceremony. Like he's like he literally goes, I'm gonna take a nap and then they come back, he's like, Damn, I missed the best part. And like I guess that's a funny line, but like why what are you talking about? Like why who's just gonna take a nap in the middle of this like ceremony? That makes no sense no like.
1: sense and like the other part too is Pella I think he calls it like a dupe or something like that mm-hmm. like Josh he immediately recognizes that word and he asks Pella like an actual one and Pella looks at him and goes it's pretty actual like yeah like hey this is like going down and I like Ari Aster is a great director and a great writer but this was played really loose yeah like common sense really flew out the window at this point
0: and, and I don't want to, like, cinema-sense the movie, but I, I would like to also point out that Hereditary came out in June of 2018. We're recording this in July of July 2019. 2019. And I talked about this on Us. I don't understand the rush. Like, I thought Jordan Peterson – or Jordan Peterson. I did that again. Jordan Peele. <laughs> God damn it. Jordan Peele rushed it after, like, two years after Get Out. I don't see the you point. You thought that was
1: a quick turnaround.
0: I don't see the point. in like – Ari was, was saying in that interview that he that he was like 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 sto- like uh, storybooking the shots like while Hereditary was coming out he flew to Hungary on June 9th, the day after Hereditary premiered in the United States like why. Not slow down a little bit and just tighten it up. I, I think these are fair criticisms, given that he's trying to flex and put out two movies in 13 months. Like, don't, well, don't isn't you think that so?
1: like, isn't that all sophomore like art? Though, is like someone like spends a good part of their life like investing themselves into one project, and mm. then they rush it on their second and they just miss things.
0: I just, like, don't, I think it's yeah. a
1: fair criticism just to wait.
0: Yeah, and like even. Because, I mean, again, like, I thought the film turned out pretty well, but even, like, we're talking about things that could have been cut just to save some time uh, or, or, like, clean up the story, I think would have really helped. But, like, this next part of the film, though, is really strong because, like, we have, like, the local – it's a lot of exposition, but it's done through the lens of these two competing academics, like, trying to gather information and write their thesis. Christian's a
1: lazy academic,
0: true. He does, he does steal the thesis idea, but I mean, yeah. like, you'll agree though, it's, it's not bad exposition when it's done like this. It kind of. It's kind of cool. I mean, did anything stand out? Like, there's those runes that are like... Oh, They're let's talk about the runes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That, that have like a, like, each rune, like, each part of a rune has like a different like, um, how would I say this? Like, emotion to it? Mm-hmm. And like, that's how they read it. And also, the way they wrote their, um... Scripture is through an inbred person. I don't know if it was male or female. Yeah. Um, was like hand painting like these paintings. And
2: mm-hmm. then the
1: elders get together, study them, and interpret the scripture off that.
0: So do you think. Okay, here's again where the, the story is kind of frustrating because does. Let's well, skip ahead. Will Poulter pisses on a sacred tree. Yeah, it's <laughs> one of those movies. Okay, yeah, that's
1: one of my favorite parts.
0: <laughs> it is hilarious, especially how the Swedish guy's like trying to trying to fight him at the time. Well
1: at the dinner table later, it's my fair it's the funniest line of the whole movie is when he sits down, he's like, That guy's still pissed, and he looks at him and he goes, Is he gonna kill me?
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So yeah, so he pissed on the tree, but then he becomes one of those things. Am I wrong? Did I see that or am I crazy? What's that? I thought Will Poulter became like what happens to Will Poulter? He gets killed or he becomes one of those things or what because after got ki-
1: he got killed, they cut off his face, okay, and then the oh. inbred person wore his face as a mask.
0: Oh shit, that makes so much more sense. Okay, never mind. So yeah, so then they need people like Will Poulter and like Christian to come in and insert new, and I guess kind of Danny too to insert yeah. new like DNA in the group, basically, right? Like that. Yeah,
1: that's the whole point. Is like, how does this commune keep growing without overlapping in incest? And that's like when the the main elders talking to Josh and like kind of like their sacred temples when he was like, well, we have outsiders join and, you know, sometimes cousins do get involved, but, you know, mm-hmm. we, we don't do incest around here, which is not the truth.
0: Yeah, it's very <laughs> strange.
1: <laughs> and like, um, this is also the part of yeah. the movie where like something is becoming amiss, uh, mm-hmm. especially with the whole Connie and Simon situation, because they're done. They're like leaving. Yeah. They want to get out. And all of a sudden, one of the elders comes to Connie and was like, oh, Simon left the train station. Uh, We'll send a vehicle back for you. And they're like, that makes no sense. That makes no sense. And at this scene when Will Poulter sits down, like later on, they're like, have you seen Connie? Because before we hear her screaming, like for bloody murder, Uh, Mm -hmm. we just hear her screaming and uh he was like yeah i saw her like running for a sprinting competition earlier and we have to assume that she's dead as well so something's definitely amiss
0: yeah something's weird and like uh, the other thing is too, is that there's a lot of like visual foreshadowing in this film, like we mentioned obviously the the tapestry at the beginning that literally foreshadows Explains the whole movie <laughs> the entire story, but even then within in this like there's a great production design on the camp, and there's always like like weird paintings and art things that are like alluding to what to what will happen and like like one of them is like a bear burning uh which is pretty cool, but another one is like. Pretty on the nose and pretty straightforward. The camera does a (laughs) right-to-left pan, and it tells the story of, like... uh, It's like a medieval-looking painting. It it
1: tells the story of the love rune.
0: A woman, like, falls in love with a man, and, like, she has, like, big hearts for eyes. Like, it's super on the nose. And what if she, like, clips some pubes and puts them in clips pubes, puts it in
1: a human meat... They were eating humans, right? I'm not... I
0: I think maybe, yeah.
1: I think... uh, think the very beginning when you're eating those meat pies, they were eating Simon. I'm almost a thousand percent positive.
0: That makes sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But yeah, she like clips her pubic hair, puts it in a meat pie, then drops her period blood and juice, (laughs) and then they fall in love around a giant ceremony. It's a whole thing.
0: It's a whole thing. Yeah. Like that part was pretty gross, but also pretty awesome. Not going to lie. Which part? the whole period blood stuff. It was <laughs> kick-ass. You know, like,
1: yeah, okay, like, yeah, so you had, you really had to be paying attention at this point, but Christian's drinking the only red drink in camp.
0: Mm-hmm, like, exactly. the
1: only one.
0: <laughs> and, like, even, like, the way that the camera pans, like I, like I said, it's kind of on the nose, but it shows that story, and, like, it kind of, like, ends, and then Christian's just, like, standing right there at the end of that storyboard. She's like, oh, shit, he's got to get love potion by some period blood. <laughs> and, like, the fact that he's, like are like Ari Aster tells you that's going to happen and then they go to the meal and like there's just like the sense of dread which he does so well hereditary and this like they're more filled with a sense of dread than they are scary which is They're great. not
1: yeah they're not suspenseful jump scares they're just mm-hmm. very unsettling unnerving films.
0: Yeah. Let's type a couple of these storylines so like like we mentioned Will Poulter pisses on a tree gets killed uh Josh Who's originally going to write the thesis on this place? The one who knew about like the the ceremony with the suicide. He wh- what did he try to do? He, I, he put on his shoes at night. And I thought like, oh, this guy's going to be smart. He's going to run away. But he That's tries what to I steal, He tries to steal one of the t- sacred books and gets uh, hit over the head right with
1: Molnar's hammer. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's so he's dead. I, I don't know. This part annoyed me because I felt like it was uh, character to serve plot and not plot to serve character
0: which one which character
1: Josh's oh, so yeah. like he's like an academic he's very bright and he's also an anthropology like major like this is his life and you think he would be like sympathetic to like not disobeying like this commune you know what i mean mm-hmm. like they repeatedly told him so it didn't make a lot of sense for me that like he would throw logic out the window and also like his inner intuition like as an anthropological studier to, like, mm. go and break the rules and norms like that. I thought that was the laziest death in the whole movie.
0: Yeah, it didn't seem to fit his character. Like, At either all. He ha- either he has to believe that people are actively being murdered, and if that's the case, he's choosing to, like, hang around in this place where his friends are being killed, or he doesn't believe that, in which case he's just a total disrespectful jerk that we didn't even realize. And it kind of calls into question, maybe he did know about the suicide and was just being an asshole to Danny, like... I don't, I don't know. Could be it doesn't seem to be that way though. The characters kind of have like a niceness about. It. I don't know. It doesn't seem. Josh like Josh cool. seemed nice. Yeah, he, not cruel. Not so. cruel.
1: Like even like Mark was a jerk, but there wasn't like malice in it. I didn't think.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like a lot of these characters are nice, and uh, what was going to say? There was a great line after that, like quilt telling the story about how Christian's going to fall in love with that very young girl. Very yeah. young
0: spoiler woman suggested to me a spoiler, something like, uh, like Christian damn near fucks a child and gets burned alive or something like that. which would have been pretty funny too.
1: <laughs> Dude, she was probably 13, 14 years old. That was but, weird. Um, I love that part where Christian just goes, so there's a bear? Like, why is the bear in a cage? And Ingmar just goes, yeah, it's a bear. And he just keeps walking. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. That is pretty funny. <laughs> there's some
1: great lines, but um, so throughout this film... Um, This is really like a I almost call it like a relationship drama Between Danny and Christian They're being pulled mm-hmm. apart in separate directions And the reason I say it's like an uneven footing film Is like Danny's kind of coming into her own With this group Like they're like mm-hmm. starting to accept her They're like kind of championing her And exactly. Christian's being like Kind of like placed at the wayside Like mm-hmm. little by little And that takes us into the dancing festival my yes. favorite scenes of the entire movie. What'd you think of it?
0: It's so awesome. Like the music is so great, the choreography is so great, the costumes are so great, the colors are so great. Everything about this is phenomenal. The way it Danny's shot.
1: tripping on shrooms at this point.
0: Yeah, exactly. We're returning to kind of that trippy vision, which is very like disorienting as an audience member. I, I if you're listening to this and you have an opportunity to go see this on a big screen, because like the feeling you have to that you'll get like and if you can go like really late at night like stevie did or like i we i went pretty late at night too the 10 10 so, show man
1: i didn't get home till 1 30 in the morning
0: it'll just like kind of like just throw you off for like the next 12 hours or so it's like so disorienting but like that
1: and like when people are hallucinating or drugged you know it because <laughs> um Ari Aster through cgi or how he did it is having like the environment around them breathe and distort behind mm-hmm. the main characters. And it's so exactly
0: neat. one of the most uh, notable ones is like, there's a flower on Danny's head and it keeps getting bigger and smaller. It kind of looks like a, a pupil it's like getting breathing. bigger and smaller. Yeah. And like, you ca- cannot stop staring at it. Like I'm having a flashback right now, just like thinking about it, but, but yeah, the dance scene is awesome. It's basically dance till you drop last person standing wins. Um, and then like, this is also, I don't know if you noticed this, this is like the first time you see Florence Pugh, a.k.a. the character Danny, like, smile.
1: She's like, as I said, like she's like coming into her own in this scene. Like, she's yeah. like having fun with the girls or teaching her things. Mm-hmm. And like, when she starts like twisting with the dance and getting down to the routine, she's like genuinely happy.
0: There's one point where she's like, I'm speaking Swedish. I'm speaking Swedish. My favorite,
1: like, dude, that part was so funny.
0: Yeah, it's 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 really beautiful, and it doesn't seem you know horrific in any way. And like to contrast that from like some of the scenes from Hereditary, it couldn't be more different visually. But like, but like I was saying, like you see her smile, and like you realize that she hasn't smiled once the whole movie. You know what I mean? Not really, not a real authentic, not smile. not a real
1: authentic smile. No. And when you
0: see your character being happy, like you start to realize that, like you know, it, it's it's he's Ari Aster is talking about like a group embracing you after a breakup you know what i mean like coming back Mm -hmm. into your friends or a new group of friends like moving to a new city like that's the kind of shit like he's talking about and like when she wins the competition she's crowned the may queen and like people get hype people get (laughs) hype she downs this giant like flower vest thing uh which is kind of cool i guess uh maybe some fake flowers i don't know look kind of cool but like I, i don't know did i miss anything from that dance scene it's it's pretty significant. The shots but it's are awesome. pretty
1: amazing. Like the choreography is yeah. incredible. That scene where incredible like, they they could have been like talking gibberish, but they were on mm-hmm. such like a similar emotional wavelength that mm-hmm. it was like they were communicating. Yeah, I don't know. It was just really neat, and um, it was also like uh, an important like juxtaposition that Christian is like paying no attention paying no attention to Danny at this point.
0: Not like, at all. She's he's,
1: like the main focal point of these scenes. And like, he's like kind of wandering off like in his own world. Like he's like, not like you're even concerned about her in the slightest.
0: Mm-hmm. They're, they're literally like drifting, drifting apart. It's like the final part of their breakup. And, and, and he's already starting to look at that, that other girl who, who loves Let's get into it. Him. Okay. So you said that you thought that the academic competition could have been cut. I feel like while this is an important part of the story, I don't know if visually showing Christian fucking this like 13-year-old girl while some 50-year-old girl pu- pushes on his buttocks to like, enhance his humping and all of these old women are like moaning and dancing around him. I don't know. I feel like...
1: Funniest feel part like of the whole movie.
0: It was hilarious. My theater went bananas. Dude, we
1: Dude. were losing it. My <laughs> theater... Okay, it was yeah. crazy. I was in the small theater at Cinemark. It's only four rows. And um, it was completely sold out, the 1010 show. And mm-hmm. everyone lost sold it. Sold
0: out? That's nuts.
1: <laughs> yeah. Everyone awesome. was losing it. And the part where it really started to go down was when I think it was the mom of this very young woman, mm-hmm. like, put her hands on Christian's cheeks and started yelling with the daughter. And then all the mm-hmm. other women started yelling. Everyone just lost it.
0: Yeah. They're like moaning, right? They're like, yeah. And it's, again, it's kind of that theme of, like, this cult, this group, like, is is hyper-sympathetic, almost, like, hive mind-esque, where it's, like, one is feeling an emotion.
1: They eat of people's emotions.
0: They all feel it, yeah. But, like, okay, here's, that's what what happens on screen. And can I counter with that? We see Danny going through the celebration. She walks up to the door like she hears the moaning and she hears like this, this ritualistic moaning of like, all these women she walks up to the keyhole looks in sees christian fucking this girl and is absolutely horrified could before we go on to what happens next because the scream is iconic and it's great i want to talk about that but like don't you think that like wouldn't that have been enough like couldn't we have just let her imagination do that like i feel like everything i know about movies tells me the imagination would have been better in that case but maybe i'm wrong because it was hilarious but uh, what do you think
1: you mean so you think like just the idea of like hearing the moans and not actually seeing jack like
0: i guess not yeah actually
1: seeing christian in the room you think like it would have been better left to the imagination
0: i feel like you could have cut like 10 minutes and that would have really helped with the pacing but then you lose the joke so i don't i don't know you Um, do lose
1: kind of like that shock factor and here's what i'll say about ari aster which i didn't mind this not being cut because this is a movie about a cult and not really like a horror movie about like people going to see a cult you know what i mean they actually like Mm -hmm. explore a lot of parts of like a lot of the parts of this cult
0: Mm -hmm. the mythology like we said like there are some inconsistencies but it's almost just because like the mythology of the cult is so cool like i'm like hyper paying attention you know what i mean i want to learn yeah. everything about it and like they teach you a lot yeah. they
1: really like take a deep dive on it and it really hits like a peak when uh florence pierre is yeah. um you know she's throwing up she's running away into like another uh little barn and all the young women are like screaming with her emotions like at her it's mm-hmm. really interesting
0: yeah Like being, again, that that hive mind sympathy. And, like, dude, she's a great actress. That scream is iconic. Dude, that
1: scream in the beginning, like, ruined my night. When she finds out that her (laughs) sister, when she finds out her sister and parents are dead, that blood curling scream that Tony Collette also did in Hereditary, Mm -hmm. oh, that was chilling.
0: Yeah. Ari Aster, I don't know. Like, I guess he, I heard that, uh, I listened to another interview with him, one he did with The Ringer, and he was saying that he found her from Lady Macbeth. Which is not a movie that I've seen, but, like, man, what a great job of casting to, to pull her down. Um, I feel
1: like everyone was a pretty perfect cast, don't you?
0: I wouldn't change no anybody. No
1: one was a sore thumb in this movie whatsoever.
0: No. No, even, like, the random Swedish people are, are all really, like creepy, in a way. (laughs) I guess they shot this in Hungary, not Sweden for the record, so, like, he was even saying that, like, it was really hard because it doesn't have the same, like, extreme daylight that Sweden has, so they only Mm -hmm. shot this in, like, 40 days or something, which is is nuts, but um, yeah, so, like, so... Christian impregnates this girl and she like does the thing from the Big Lebowski where where, where mods like increases the chances of conception and she's like rolling on her back. Yeah, and then she then, goes
1: I feel the baby. It's yeah. like you guys he, pulled the goalie once. No way he did that in the first try. No yeah. way.
0: But uh, yeah, so then he runs out and like hangs dong and it's like an erect dong too. You know it's very mean? odd. It's like fluffed. So that's like a thing. Um... <laughs> Then he comes across his dead companions in like a shed or something. Simon
1: got a pretty raw deal. Is he alive?
0: What happened to Simon?
1: Simon is hung from wire horizontally about eight feet off the ground in this barn. Were those those his lungs breathing?
0: Yeah, I think he was still alive at that time. He had been like cut open and like was hanging like a bat. His back was
1: completely cut open. Flowers
0: were stuck where his eyes were. Mm -hmm. And his lungs are breathing. I'm not sure what, well, if what, why is Simon having to suffer this? Like, what did he do that was that bad other than wanting to leave? I don't know. There's no justice. We did see see
1: Josh's leg in a a garden.
0: Yeah, that was kind of cool.
1: Yeah, his ups- up. upside-down yeah. leg just stuck in a garden, which is even creepier when Pella's tending to a garden earlier in the movie. Like, what are you doing? Oh, just tending to the garden. No, those were <laughs> humans in there.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so like, he gets knocked out, and he's, like, he's fed this, like, paralysis. And then, like, like fucking Tywin Lannister in, like, season three of Game of Thrones, like, <laughs> Uh, cutting open an elk. Like we see this elder like cutting open a bear. A and, bear. Like,
1: and he's so surgical it. about it. He's like, Oh, don't mess with the intestines. Cut along the ribcage. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yep. And he puts, he puts Christian in the bear suit. And then as the May Queen, uh, there are some people who are chosen to be sacrificed. They, they want to sacrifice like X amount of outsiders and X amount of like inside people.
1: It's like per outsider, they have to also do insiders.
0: Something like that, yeah. And like, then, long story short, Danny gets to pick between Christian and some rando guy from the troop who's like chosen as like it's like a lottery ball. Just some, like, fa- a bi- it was
1: very good looking too. Yeah, it's, 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 like, it's like that
0: a, guy. It's like a bingo thing. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they do it. It's so funny. It's so silly. And like, and like, this is why it's kind of like the ultimate like catharsis of like a breakout breakup story because she chooses to burn. Her cheating ex alive, <laughs> paralyzed in a bear suit in this big yellow house that's been in the background of the movie the whole time. And you're like wondering, what's it for? What's in this big yellow house? They're just, it's just there to be burnt down and to burnt these people alive. And it's, it's a freaking striking last scene. There's like, there's people alive in there and they're like screaming too.
1: It's pretty gruesome too, because they like behead all the outsiders and they go to like farm their body parts. It's really like there's like happy music playing but it's really grotesque.
0: It's awesome. And like the 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 group is like sympathetic again to like the the burning uh, of their friends, like they're they're screaming and writhing in pain. And I think the last shot is like Danny smiling, right? Or like winking or like happy. Yeah, like. she's
1: also wearing this like A hundred pound flower dress Like you can't see any Extremities of her outside her head Mm -hmm. And It was a pretty cool moment when she had to choose Between Rico Suave Swedish dude And um, Her ex in a bear suit Because you could tell she's really mulling it over Mm -hmm. And yeah uh, Christian Never really made a peep when he was getting Burned alive because he was in full paralysis
0: And that's Midsummer. That's uh, mid Soma. <laughs> man. Any, anything else that we missed? Anything else you want to talk about?
1: Um, I would say if you're going to see this movie, I mean, sorry if we spoiled it or, you know, or if you didn't like it and you're listening to it now. Yeah. Like, you just have to go. I, I didn't really have the reference of this was going to be a horror movie. You know, seeing mm-hmm. Hereditary, which Hereditary I don't really consider a full-blown horror movie. I consider that to be more of like a family drama, drama with some horror elements in it. But um, Mm -hmm. Like this is a movie About a cult And learning about the cult And kind of growing with it So are there Mm -hmm. parts of the cult that are scary? Yes Are there parts of the cult that are like Wow that seems pretty cool? Yes And it's just a really neat blend So Yeah yeah, I I love this movie I couldn't recommend it anymore Solid 10 for me
0: It's a big movie too Um, Like Like I said it's a fairy tale It's a breakup movie it's a melodrama. It's all uh, really layered. <laughs> yeah, Jordan Peele said anything that comes after Midsummer will have to contend with it. Uh, and I was kind of curious too. I have this as my favorite uh, movie of the year. I was kind of like A B tested it, and I got all the way up. It's like, yeah, I like this more than Endgame. I like this more than Toy Story Four. I like this more than Us. I like this more than Guava Island. So it's like, yeah, this is probably my favorite movie of the year. Like, who do you think is the current king of horror? Jordan Peele or Arias? <sighs>
1: They're so different. It's like trying to compare Tarantino and Wes are Anderson.
0: They? I see. I they're reject different, that because dude. I feel like no. I I totally reject that because like they're both doing like comedic horror movies, and they both had their second movie come out this year. Like it's a totally fair comparison. It'd be a fair comparison if they weren't the same in the same genre, which they are. That's and if true. they didn't both have features come out this year. Like to me, I would. Say, I gotta give I, it to I Ari. Like, personally i would give it but. to
1: ari but i like us more than i like midsummer but they're like 1a 1b i think they're both that's like perfect fair. movies
0: yeah i mean it's i think moreover I, and that's just kind of like a fun debate question i think moreover we're lucky to have both those guys making movies like this the is reason is a good i time say that
1: be is because like movie. they're both psychological horrors i mean they mm-hmm. and um they both do really well with gruesomeness as well but also, I give Ari the nod because he does dread so perfectly. It's like, you know, nothing can happen, in a, really, of substance can happen in a scene, but you're still dreading it.
0: Exactly, yeah. So, uh, I mean, yeah, that's all that I had. Two yeses, right? Not really much. Anything else to say? Yeah,
1: I was just annoyed by the people walking out of, this, out of the theater saying, that wasn't scary at all. I saw Hereditary, <sighs> and this wasn't scary. This was boring. It's like, no, like... <laughs> This is yeah. a beautiful movie, and it's as I said, it's not a full-blown horror movie. It's really just, you know, people with a lot of issues going to a commune, and a lot of things going wrong. But everything that happens makes sense within that commune. Yeah, you know okay, I mean, right before,
0: yeah, right before we throw it to spoiler man, one more thing: Am I wrong in my criticism that like all of these A twenty four quote unquote horror thriller, whatever you want to call them, movies, end in the exact same way? Like, exact everyone, same.
1: It's formulaic at this point.
0: We are the only people. We are the only podcast talking about this. I listened to everything and read everything I could about Midsummer, and no one else is saying that. And they're they're identical ending.
1: They're not bad. Yeah, but I mean, if you go weird. to The Witch, if you go to Midsummer, you go to Hereditary, Lady Bird's a coming of age film, but you can still throw it in there. It's the exact same formula.
0: Well, you know, Lady Bird needed more demons and more cults and more human sacrifice. Then it's it would have won the same
1: Formula though, I mean. Yeah. You're really on to something, Pap. Like the, next, uh, like, the next horror movie that A24 does, I'll bet you it has a pretty similar ending as this, is, the, you know, the, the lost soul finding a home with the wrong people.
0: Well, when that movie comes out, you and I will be there to talk we'll about it. Right, buddy? Yeah. We'll All be right. there. We'll be there. Well, that's two yeses. Midsummer is preserved. Go see it. One of our favorite movies of the year. Take it away, Somerman. Ooh, I like that
2: spoiler man here our email is podcast spoilers at gmail.com twitter is at spoilers underscore pod our instagram is podcast spoilers it's lit josh hensley from the rutabaga wrote our theme song our spoilers hotline is 903-776-4507 that's 903 spoil 07 Please support this podcast by leaving us an iTunes review. To do this, one, search for movie spoilers. Two, click on our orange Spoilers Bowl logo and scroll all the way to the bottom. Three, leave us some stars and some words. Now you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcasts. If you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. It's a a bear. bear, it's a 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 bear was spoilers.